0: A roundup of the main business news from China and elsewhere. This is Global Business.
1: From CGTN headquarters here in Beijing, this is Global Business. I'm coming up on the program. Reform strikes. China unveils high-level guidelines for environmental protection and state capital operations at high-level meetings for deepening reform. Green Push. Day 3 of the China International Import Expo, we take a look at green development in the intelligence and information technology industries. And the annual financial forum, financial street forum has just kicked off this morning in Beijing with the theme, Better China, Better World. President Xi Jinping has chaired a meeting of the Central Commission for Comprehensively Deepening Reform. The Commission approved guidelines on issues including environmental protection and state capital operations. Xi Jinping urged action to control pollution and accelerate a green transition to create a beautiful China by 2035. And he called for better management and efficiency of expenditure and revenue in state capital budgets. He demanded better regulation of natural monopolies and expect participation in public decision-making and he stressed the importance of targeted zone-based environmental management. The 2023 World Internet Conference Wujun Summit commences today with Chinese President Xi Jinping delivering the opening ceremony address via video. She stressed that the international community needs to deepen exchanges and practical cooperation to jointly advance the building of a community with a shared future in cyberspace to a new stage he called for lettering the, uh, letting the uh, fruits of internet development benefit more countries and people. In a view of building a more peaceful and secure cyberspace, Xi Jinping stressed the need to respect cyber sovereignty and each, other, each country's way of internet governance. This year marks the 10th anniversary of the Ujin summit with the theme, creating an inclusive and resilient digital world beneficial to all, building a community with a shared future in cyberspace. The summit has invited representatives from around the world to promote the establishment of a just, open, secure, and dynamic online environment. As China enters the area of intelligent internet, mobile internet access has entered a new phase of development, according to the China Intelligent Internet Blue Book 2023. Data shows that mobile internet traffic reached 261 billion gigabytes last year, up 18 percent on year. Meanwhile, the total number of cell phone subscribers reached 1.7 billion by the end of last year, and mobile internet subscribers hit 1.5 billion. With China's further advancement of 5G and other infrastructure, more industrial internet platforms and generative AI platforms will emerge. For more discussions on the accomplishments and difficulties of china's internet sector over the past decade we are joined by cheng le executive vice dean of academy of international strategy and law at zhejiang university thank you for joining us mr Chang. what is your interpretation of president xi's speech at the Wuhan summit of the world internet conference in uh, zhejiang
2: province uh, thank you president xi jinping has addressed a very important issue in his opening speech for the keynote Standing in front of the cyberspace on network development and governance that we will shape the future of humankind. Firstly, we can say that we prioritize the development and aim to build a more inclusive and prosperous cyberspace. This involves deepening international exchange and cooperation in the digital field. Second, we emphasize sharing safety to establish a peaceful and secure cyberspace. This entails respecting the sovereignty of the Internet, acknowledging different countries' cost of Internet development and governance model. The third, we advocate mutual learning among civilizations to foster a more equal and inclusive cyberspace. By enhancing online exchange and dialogue between people of all nations, we promote mutual understanding while encouraging tolerance and symbiosis among diverse civilizations. Mm. In this way, you can say that the development digital economy must adhere to the concept of people-oriented. The goal of the digital economy is to, sit, to serve the massive and improve people's well-being fair. Well, it is necessary to use digital economy to solve social problems, introduce the digital economy into basic industries such as elderly care, mild care, education, promote the formation of a more positive view of aging fertility, education society, and promote the industrialization of children's industry, such as uh, alcohol, et cetera.
1: Over the past 10 years, what notable success has China achieved in internet development? In which domains does China hold a global leadership position, and in which sectors uh, China still has a lot of room to improve?
2: Thank you. In the past 10 years, we have made achievements, uh, at least in the five aspects. First, at the level of network rule of law, Cyberspace governance has changed from passive response to active regulation approach. It can be said that the rule of law has injected good values and standards of all justice, efficiency, and harmony into cyberspace governance and provide a net rational and reasonable innovation mechanism of good governance. Second, China has achieved a breakthrough in the core technology level from introduction into the innovation in the field of innovation technology. Third, at the level of network security protection, China's ability to guarantee network security and data information security have been significantly improved. The network security industry has developed rapidly, both a level of network information content governance, network security, minor protection, tax attacks, privacy and information security, IPR, and also other issues have increased becoming important concerns in cyberspace governance. In the process of network internationalization, the idea of a community of cyberspace for a shared future provides cornerstones of international cooperation, for international cyberspace governance, I think also China make a leading pro- role in the ideology and also the models of internet international cyberspace governance. And of course, we still have something to do in terms of uh, cyber governance. At least, the first from the innovation perspective, uh, we can still uh, make progress in this field because we are still face challenges in terms of fostering a truly innovative culture, especially in capitalism uh, with some developed countries. The second is in terms of financial system reforms. The Chinese financial system, including state-owned banks, have faced issue related debt and uh, non-performing loans mm-hmm. in terms of the digitalization of uh, the firm. The third is social welfare. We, mm-hmm. China, have been working very hard to improve our social welfare system uh, but challenge to remain in providing comprehensive social services uh, especially when we code again okay, with the digitalization of a society in order to promote the uh, beneficial to all social welfare system in China. Thank you. Very, very interesting.
1: Thank you for your insights, Mr. Cheng Le, Executive Vice Dean of the Academy of International Strategy and Law at Zhejiang University for us. Now for our very special coverage of the 6th China International Import Expo, my colleague Michael Wong is already standing by at the Shanghai studio on the bond. And welcome everyone to our special coverage of the China International
0: Import Expo or the CIIE. We're coming to you live from our studio right here in Shanghai. The world's first national-level import expo features six themes. Now here on CGTN, we've been taking you through the different exhibit areas to showcase how global companies all around the world are seeking to leverage future growth opportunities here in the China market. Now this year, the low-carbon area in the Intelligent Industry and Information Technology Hall is at its largest ever. The digital industry and integrated circuit areas have also seen notable expansions in size. CGTN's Wang Tianyu is currently at the Intelligent Industry and Information Technology Hall right now with more. Tian so walk us through the highlights
3: of what you're seeing on the ground today. Well, Michael, first of all, the exhibition area of the intelligent industry and information technology is surprising. It is over 56,000 square meters, which almost equals to eight football courts and there are over 200 overseas companies here as exhibitors and they are from 30 countries and regions and 66 of them are Fortune Global 500 and leading enterprises uh, such as the Samsung Qualcomm and Nikon uh, they, they bring to the table some of the latest uh, technologies and products for example right here we are at the Siemens booth and uh, as you can see there are some very high-end robotic arms robotic machines and uh, you can see here, and it is you know, reverting the Rubik's Cube. And now I'm gonna let Dr. Liao Liang to, you know, to explain the technology behind it. So Dr. Okay. Liao, uh, what
2: is the, the, the highlight of the system? Okay, so all of this happened because of workflow canvas, an industrial software developed by Siemens China. And then the that, 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 that Rubik's Cube is, is just a demo Mm-hmm. so the, the technology behind it is solve our manufacturing problem mm-hmm. like for example in the manufacturing process yes. the SOP which is standard operating procedure is described in natural language and the workflow canvas can actually convert it into the machine language to, to, to solve the problem so yeah. that's
3: basically the what we saw on the screen there is no complicated Data language is just you know you tell the 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 robots how to fix the problem and it will fix it so it will you know highly improve the efficiency in the plant exactly yes all right thank you so much so besides the latest technology you can also see that companies here are showcasing their ambition to, you know, to build a, a, a green and a sustainable future. And it is in line with China's national strategy of carbon neutrality and carbon peaks. So my colleague Dai Ka has spoken to some of those business leaders and take a look.
1: And we believe it is a great platform. Why a great platform? Because all the relevant players are here. It's the legislators, so the government, which sets the framework, sets the rule. It is the business. And here we have existing value chain partners to deepen relationships, but also new partners where we can then endeavour new innovative ways to drive forward the Chinese economy, but also the business for Covestro.
4: People, companies need a platform like this to get together and to see the transparency and to build trust and to introduce each other and to make friends again. So I think undoubtedly this is significantly important. Not only that, but I can see the scale has really increased a lot in the last number of years. I think it's so important that we have a CIIE that's sponsored by the government, really. And then to, to really showcase to the world that we are very open and we want to invite everyone to come. And also for Chinese companies, have a platform to shine as well to the global communities.
5: The CIE is one of the best platforms for us to showcase our China and Chinese innovation to the rest of the world. And it gives us access to our customers, to the writing public, to the government representatives to really demonstrate the innovation that is really invented locally in China and in China for China and of course in China for the world as well.
3: The openness of China brings opportunities for us and we are looking towards a shared future. Many companies in China are implementing ESG. This is required also to improve their global competitiveness. Burnpoint is committed to promote and realize the dual carbon goal in China. With our products and services, like for example our Burnpoint Point emission calculator, we are aiming at enhancing the ESG management level in companies. And we are looking forward to bringing green vitality to social and economic development.
0: Now, an important component of the China International Import Expo is the Hongqiao International Economic Forum. Now, this high-level forum focuses on the new trends and changes in economic development here in China and, of course, around the world as well. Now, sustainability, that is a major theme at the CIIE in our Hojin reports from a sub-forum dedicated to green investment and trade. Take a look.
6: One of the concurrent sessions during the 6th China International Import Expo in Shanghai was the Driving Green Investment and Trade for Building a Global Eco-Civilization, held as part of the 6th Hongqiao International Economic Forum. Guest speakers of the forum called on global cooperation for driving green investment and trade as climate change is a global risk. Deputy Prime Minister of Vietnam, Tran Hong Ha, said that conferences on green development are not enough. He added that we should also form initiatives like the Belt and Road Initiative to take real action in solving global issues of green development.
3: We need to have a lot of cooperation, need to be a lot of exchange, of financing, of technology, and these come through trade and investment flows. So it's very important that we, we keep a open multilateral trading system. We have worries because some parts of the global economy are closing in on themselves a little bit protectionism is rising and that's going to cause problems I think in terms of solving these big global problems because the only way to solve them is through cooperation
6: private companies also play a crucial role in green investment and trade top players in the green industry should take advantages of their own while working together for more opportunities as well as challenges
2: uh, this is a Uh,
1: This plane can hold five passengers to fly over 250 kilometers within one hour. This pure electric aircraft can take off vertically and intelligently, as well as fly automatically. In today's signing ceremony, we'll cut a deal 15 pure electric aircraft and five hybrid ones for which we'll cooperate with Ampere.
4: With Vertexi, we will deliver our hybrid electric power chain for them. By providing hybrid electric system, we can reduce uh, 70% emission and up to 50% um, operating cost.
6: Leveraging its strengths in the complete industrial and supply chain of the automotive industry, particularly in the electric vehicle sector. China has extended an invitation to potential partners to collaborate in advancing the global shift towards greener transportation. Heo Jing, CDTN, Shanghai.
0: And of course, China stands as a pivotal market for international consumer brands. Exhibitors at the consumer goods area are fast-tracking the green transition, contributing to China's overall sustainable development. Our Hu Binyi has more.
4: Green consumption is one of the main topics at this year's China International Import Expo. More than 500 companies from 76 countries and regions participated in the consumption exhibition and introduced their new low carbon products this year. L'Oreal, one of the world's largest beauty conglomerates, has been participating in the CIE for six consecutive years.
7: You know, I expect that this sixth edition, you know, six is a very lucky number in China. I expect that sixth edition even get further into the uh, platform because China has a role to play in this uh, global development and it's promoting with the high level opening up this, uh, I would say, policies to allow, you know, a global economy to flourish in a win-win inclusive way.
4: The company had previously committed to achieving carbon neutrality by
7: 2025. China was the first market for L'Oréal to be carbon neutral in 2019. We have been continuing our development with the program L'Oréal for the Future, not only transforming ourselves, our product, our packaging, our innovation, but also going to the uh, scope two and scope three to engage our suppliers, to engage the ecosystem.
4: Earlier this year, the luxury apparel brand Canada Goose initiated a corporate social responsibility program in China to advance sustainable development.
3: Zanjiang National, National Park, and it's projects like this, I think, which really speak again to our younger customers, and, and all customers in China, um, and it's key to who we are as a brand. Uh, so those kinds of projects are very important. And actually, it's the first time we launched such big projects outside of Canada, so it also speaks to the fact that China is really a key market, a key, key focus area for us as a brand.
4: At this year's CIIE, the company showcased the products made from recycled materials, Larry mentioned that China has now become the brand's largest retail network globally, and CIE offers a valuable platform for them. Hu Yi CGTN, in Shanghai.
0: And that will do it from our CIE studio here in Shanghai. Tune in tomorrow as we continue our coverage of the 6th CIE. But for now, Junfeng, it is back to you in Beijing.
1: Yeah, enjoy the show in Shanghai, Michael. Thank you. Whether it's about your education, the home you live in, or the items you buy.
0: Your money has a story to tell. Because every business story is a human story. Global Business
1: The three-day Financial Street Forum commences in Beijing on Wednesday, marking a highly awaited event that follows China's Central Financial Work Conference. This forum marks the beginning of a cooperative and inclusive financial dialogue with the objective of fostering
8: mutual economic well-being. Our Feng Yili has more. The Financial Street Forum for this year with the theme Better China, Better World commenced on Wednesday, emphasizing China's dedication to increased financial openness and the pursuit of shared economic benefits. Pang Gongshun, the governor of the People's Bank of China, highlighted China's optimistic pursuit of a 5% growth target and the resilience of its monetary policy to sustain the steady growth of the real economy.
9: In the next phase, our monetary policy will prioritize counter-cyclical and cross-cyclical adjustments with the goal of establishing a conducive monetary and financial environment to stabilize prices, boost economic growth, foster job creation, and maintain a balanced international balance of payments. We will leverage a range of monetary policy tools to ensure a reasonably ample supply of funds, guiding financial institutions to bolster the stability and sustainability of credit expansion. Interest rates will be managed prudently to facilitate a gradual reduction in the financing costs for the real economy. We are committed to taking decisive actions to rectify pro-cyclical market behaviors, address disruptions to market order, and mitigate the risk of excessive exchange rate fluctuations. The approach is Aimed at preventing the formation of one-sided expectations that it could become self-reinforcing.
8: The gathering echoes the principles outlined during China's recent Central Financial Work Conference. These principles emphasize the expedited development of a robust financial sector, including enhancements in regulation, systems, services, and risk management.
9: We are committed to strengthening our efforts to combat illicit activities like financial fraud, fraudulent offerings, and market manipulation. The reform of the registration system is not aimed at reducing regulation. Instead, it seeks to strike a more effective balance between a dynamic market and an engaged government. We will actively promote the evolution of regulatory supervision, intensify our monitoring and analysis of high-frequency trading with quantitative methods, and enhance our regulatory measures.
8: Chinese officials emphasize that their approach to financial openness is proactive, cautious, well-organized, and mutually advantageous.
9: We will expedite the enhancement of the pre-establishment national treatment plus negative least management approach, further easing market entry criteria for foreign-funded entities. Additionally, we will constantly bolster the transparency, stability, and predictability of financial systems and policies. Our aim is to establish an institutional framework that encourages responsible operations and equitable competition.
8: Now in the heart of Beijing's financial district, over 400 global financial professionals and decision-makers from over 30 countries have gathered to engage in discussions on critical economic and financial matters. In the coming days, participants will explore ways of deepening financial cooperation through opening up, promoting high-quality development and enhancing China's contribution to the prosperity of the world economy. Wang am CGTN, Beijing
1: and our very own Lily Lu is at the conference. Lily, what's the latest?
5: Hi there, Jingfeng. Now, as you mentioned that we heard some uh, important messages coming out of the opening ceremony this morning from Pangunsheng, Governor of the People's Bank of China. Just on top of what we just heard, let me give you more messages that he delivered at the opening ceremony. He said that the growth momentum in China currently is being supported by steady recovery in production and uh, consumption. And he says that there are stable figures shown in employment as well as consumer prices. And these are all giving the PBOC confidence to continue its prudent monetary policy to continue to support the real economy and to also keep social credit and social financing within a reasonable growth range and also to keep the exchange rate of the RMB at a reasonable bench. He also talked about the correlation with the property market. He says that financial support is needed to shore up the the property market, but he did say it is important to always keep in mind uh, to uh, add to potential risks, especially financial risks in the uh, property sector. The central uh, central bank governor also spent quite Quite some time talking about China's local government debts issues. He says that the central bank will provide emergency liquidity for local governments that are under relatively hefty uh, debt pressure at times of necessary. He says that if you compare China's government uh, debt size with the other countries in the world, that the size of China's government debt rally is at a lower mid-range. He says that this year, China's financial regulators and relevant authorities have been taking various measures to proactive assist local governments to deal with their debt issues and to also prevent debt risks. And these measures include ones to help local governments to transform their local government financing vehicles into ones that are uh, self-sufficient, financially sufficient and self-sustainable enterprises rather than those that uh, depend solely on government credit. Mm -hmm. And also as you mentioned, we heard from the chairman of the SESRC, Yi Huiman, he vowed to prevent excessive leverage and step-up market. Liquidity. Junfeng, as you know, the financial yeah. street uh, here in Beijing is dubbed as the China's Wall Street. It is the, really the uh, the brain of China's financial sector. And this year's Financial Forum, Financial Street Forum, is being held on the hill of China's Central Financial Work Conference. So we're really looking at uh, you know the major policy releases coming out of financial regulators at the forum, and really to strengthen the forum's role as a uh, platform for China's uh, financial regulator publicity. Thank you so Back much you. for report.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, Lily. To mark the event, Global Business is introducing a special series called Exploring Financial Street that seeks to unravel the roles of institutions within the financial hub. In today's episode, Xu Yi explores how the Beijing Financial Forum is becoming a major financial event around the world.
10: Beijing Financial Street, on par with the Wall Street in New York and the City of London, stands as a global financial powerhouse. Often dubbed the richest street in China with its high capital intensity, it spans just 2.6 kilometers but hosts over 1,900 financial organizations, including 175 headquarters, including Chinese banks, insurance companies, and major communication providers. These entities collectively amass nearly 20 trillion U.S. dollars, constituting one-third of China's financial assets and also contributing to nearly 40% of Beijing's financial industry value. In this International Financial Hub also hosts 143 foreign giants as of 2022, with over 20 global branches among the world's top 500 companies. Over 70 renowned institutions and organizations including JP Morgan, UBS Securities, Shoulders Group have established a presence on this street. Since the inception of the annual Beijing Financial Street Forum in 2012, China has been committed to deepening high level international cooperation in finance, including fostering stronger ties between London and Beijing to bolster bilateral economic relations. And this year, the forum highlights the high level opening up on finance, and we welcome the representatives from over 30 countries and regions, paving the way for expanded opportunities for China and the world.
1: That will do for the edition of Global Business. Thanks for watching. I'm in Beijing.